Okay, let's begin. Uh, yesterday was Daf uh, Samaches number 68. Today's Samaches 69. We're going to do a review of yesterday's Daf. Today's. Have in mind that our learning should be a schus for a foreshadowing of Yitzchak the Rezel, for Adas Basronia, for Chayarachal Das Tevoira, for. Meira Gabriela Bas Gittel, for Tzvi Eliezer Ben Rivka, and Michal Abib Bas Yudas, Amy Bas all else who need her for, and with that, we'll get right to the review of yesterday's stuff. So we, we left off actually in the middle of the story with Rav Sheshes and the, and the Reish Galusa. Rish Kulusa, as we, we discovered, had it really out for Rav Chizda. So what they did was, is that they put a, they put a, a trap. Um, they laid down a mat over a hole in the ground. And they said, oh, you know, why don't you lie down? And um, Rav Chizda was behind him. Obviously, he can't say anything outright, because then he'll get in trouble. But he made it like a nasty cough, you know sort of try to hint to him that it's not that safe to lie down on that mat, and you'll find yourself in a pit. So, um, after that noise, he went and asked the, uh, a child, he says, tell me a pasuk, and the pasuk says, chal chal go lie on your right or on your left, which sounds like that there's something straight ahead, not too, uh, not too safe. So he asked his servant, what do you see? He says, I see a mat lying on the floor. He says, you know what, maybe move the mat over a bit, and then we'll lie down. And Kachav, uh, and he survived. Rav Chizda asked him, how did you know how to, to, to avoid that? That was pretty dangerous. So he said, first of all, your snorting made, you know, was a hint. Second, the kid. And third, I never trusted those slaves. Anyway, they're nasty people, whatever. And that was the story, that was the end of Rav Sheshas and the Reish Galusa. So that took us to the next thing where we mentioned that um, uh, the Pasuk, it says that uh, in Kalas that I had for me, Sharim Bisharos, Shidim, Shidos, whatever. And the question is, um, what are these things? So Sharim uh, Bisharos are song, various types of song. Tanugas Adam is pools, bathhouses, schwitzes, things like that, that, you know, are pleasure, you know, pleasurable things. And Shidavashidos is, uh, in, in, in Bavel, we translate it as uh, male and female demons. And it's all they consider, they, they call it a type of, uh, um, a type of uh, carriage. And Rabbi Yechonon says there are three, there are 300 types of uh, demons in Shichin, but a Shida, I don't know what it is even. Um, and then we said that uh, it, it, we, you know, that it's, it, that it's demons. And the shail is, well, what, what purpose does uh, someone like Shlomo Melech have to have demons hanging out in, in this in this place? So the issue was is that uh, when building the bias, the base of Migdash, he needed um, that the stone should be Evan Shlema. and um, he didn't know how to do it. So I'm saying uh, you can't use. Uh, blade to cut it because the base of Middash has to be there to bring peace. He knew that was not good and they didn't know how to cut it otherwise. So um, so that was the question. And um, so um, how do I do it? So they told him um, there's a shami. What you could use is the is this worm that's, that's some type of worm that has a very uh, that can crack through anything basically. So um Okay, Moshe Rabbeinu used it for that. If you get a hold of that, you're good to go. So he said, well, how are we going to find How am I going to find it? 
So he said, why don't you capture some demons? And if you capture some demons, maybe they'll tell you. So they captured some demons, and they said, we have no idea. But, you know, we do have our king, and our king, Ashmedai, he's a pretty impressive fella. Maybe he knows. So they said, well, how can I find them? Okay, after all, they were captured, so he forced them to tell his location. They gave information which mountain he lives on, and uh, they say he sent Benio Benyoda out there. Meantime, Benyoda observed his uh, his, his uh, daily routine. He dug a, a, a pit and uh, filled it with water, and he covered the pit. And um, he would go during uh, the daytime up to heaven and study in the Masif Tadirakia and the Heavenly Academy. Torah, and then uh, he came down and was stu- studying the Masifta Dara. He had a seal on his uh, cistern that he to make sure nobody messed with it. And then he would open it up, drink some of the fr- from the water, and that was basically his schedule. So he's like, okay. He took with him uh, chains that had God's name etched into the chain, uh, and a lock with the God's name etched into the lock. And um, he took with him some wool and some uh, and uh, some wine. Anyway, he uh, dug a pit lower down on the mountain um, and stuck a hole to the water so the water would drain out to the lower one. Then he stuffed it back up with wool. And then he went ahead and uh, got uh, went, went uh, higher up the mountain, dug another pit when he put the wine in there, and that had a hole into the into the other pit, so the wine drained into the into the well that was prepared and uh, for Ashmedai. So now there's wine instead of water there, and then he filled up all the pits, and so you can't tell that there were anybody messed around with it. And then he climbed the tree and waited. Sure enough, Ashmedai came back, opens up his make checks his seal, make sure it's untouched, and Lo and behold, there's wine there. And he says, quotes, it's not good to drink wine. You don't want to follow after wine. And I'm not having the wine. Anyway, after some time, he was quite thirsty. He, didn't, he couldn't hold up. And he drank the wine. He got drunk. He fell asleep. After he fell asleep, that was when Benio Benyado was able to capture him. And he captured him. So in the process of bringing him back, there was... Uh, um, he knocked down some trees and he knocked down a building. He tried, he didn't want to harm a small shack of, the, of a widow, so he tried making himself smaller and then he broke a bone in the process and he said that's what the Pasuk means, Lashan which breaks the bone. He saw a blind man that was lost and he set him on the right path. He saw a drunk man that was lost and set him on the right path. And then he saw a wedding, everyone was so happy, and he started crying. He heard a man say, asking for shoes that are going to last seven years, and he left. And he saw a magician that uh, was practicing magic, and he started laughing. Okay, anyway, finally came to Shlomo Melech, and they didn't bring him in right away. So he says, what's the deal? Why not bring me in? So he said, uh, he's uh, the wine, he had wine, and it's messing with him. So he put one brick on top of the other. They told Shlomo Melech about that, and he said, that means that if you give me some wine, it'll help my hangover. And um, 
Fine. The next day he didn't come in. He says, why not? He says, uh, stomach, he's having food. The food, the indigestion, whatever. I don't know. His food's bothering him. So he took the brick that was on top and he put it down on the ground. They told Shlomo what he did and he said, that means that I have to not eat it a lot. Like, cut down all my food and eat just the bare minimum. Okay, anyway, sure enough. Um, so, um, okay, by the third day, finally invited him in. And then uh, Ashmedai took a stick, measured four amos, and laid it down on the ground. And basically, he told Shlomo, Melech, he says, like, you know, now after you're finished with your life, you'll realize that all you really get out of life is four amos. You conquered the entire world under you. Well, you know, like, why do you need to conquer me? Like, get out of here, okay? Finally, he said, no, I don't really want anything from you except I need to build the base of Mikdash, and the only way I could build the base of Mikdash was with uh, the Shamir. And I'm assuming you know where it is. So he says, it's not under my authority. I don't have control over the Shamir. The Tsar of the Yam has control over it. But, um, and he only trusts one one being with it, and that's the Tanuk of Bar, the Duchifas, and uh, you know, send you know that's where that's who that's who and he trusts his oath that he's gonna he said promises he'll return the shamir he will return it anyway sure enough um, they found a nest of a, of this type of this this uh, wild wild rooster and um, the um, basically um, there was some chicks in it so they covered it with a glass so this way when the bird comes back you could see that. The babies are there, but he can't access them. So he got, he saw, that he couldn't get to his kids, so he ran to get the Shamir and came back. As soon as he came back with the Shamir, so they chased away the bird and they were able to steal the Shamir. And then the bird killed himself because he couldn't keep his oath. Anyway, that was how they got the Shamir. They finally got the Shamir. Every time they kept um, uh, Shmadai there. Um, so um, the question, so, so what Binyo uh, Binyada asked the Ashmedai all the, the things that bothered him about the story. He said, why do you help out the blind man? He said, well, the blind man was, was uh, they said above in heaven that he's a tzaddik or anyone who helps him out is going to get a portion of the world to come. So that's uh, why I did that. Then he said, then why do you help out the drunk man? He says, well, it's the opposite reason. He's somebody who's so bad that he is a Russian Gomor. And I wanted him to have no suffering in this world so that all of his reward is here, is here in the here and now. Um, why did you cry at the wedding? He says, because uh, the husband's going to die in 30 days and the woman's going to have to wait for 13 years till the younger brother grows up to be able to do you. Then... Um, Why'd you laugh when the guy asked for a seven year shoes that are last seven years? He says, Who says this guy's gonna live for seven days that he's busy with shoes for seven years? Then they asked him, Okay, then and then what what about the magician? He says the magician is sitting underneath where the magician is sitting, there's like a tremendous treasure. And he's busy trying to perform magic, let him find the the, the values valuables that he's right sitting on top of. Okay, anyway, sure enough, um, the, there was a period of time when Shlomo Melch was found alone with, with Ashmedai, and he says it's a pasuk that says Kisofos Lo, which means that uh, the angels on high, God is, is uh, you know, saying what, what they they are, and the Reim is the is the is the shadim. So he said, what the what is your greatness? So he said, well, if you take off my chains, 
and give me your signet ring, I'll show you my greatness. Okay, so he did so. As soon as he got the ring, he swallowed it up, and he gave uh, Shlomo Melech such a, his, his wings spread, one in heaven and one down on earth, and he uh, you know, stretched himself to his full height, and he gave uh, uh, Shlomo Melech such a kick that he was 400 persons away, and that was it. And he just sort of assumed the identity of Shlomo Melech. Well, um, for that uh, time, he was. Uh, that's where that's where Shlomo said, uh, you know, my Yisrael Chalamoli. What 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 do I got from all the effort that I did under the sun? This is all I got. What does he have? Either he had just his stick, or he had just his cloak, or his or his, his canteen. That's all he had. Anyway, he kept saying, "I'm Kehalas. I was Melech Al Yisrael so anyway, he came towards the Sanedra. Sanedra said, listen, Ashota usually changes up his uh, craziness. Here, this person is consistent, only insisting on one thing. Maybe there's something to it. So they asked Benio Ben Yada, who's our best, and who was quite close with Shlomo. He says, did Shlomo ever call you in lately? And he's like, actually not. So he says, well, um, they went to the Queens, and they said, did uh, Shlomo come visit you lately? And they said, yeah. And... Um, uh, can you check his feet to see if his what his feet look like? They said, "Well, he just comes to us with socks on." They realized, and he comes to us when we were in Nidas, and he even had wanted to have relations with uh, Basheva, his mother, his own mother, which is weird. Okay, so they realized it's definitely not Shlomo there. It's um, so they gave Shlomo, they brought Shlomo in, they gave him his signet ring and uh, his chain. And um, when they came up, so as soon as Ashmedai saw Shlomo Melech, he knew the gig was up, and he flew away. And that was it. Even so, Shlomo Melech was frightened from then on, uh, from the night, and he had 60 mighty men surrounding him, Migibor Yisrael, holding swords, knowledgeable in war, each person ready for the fears, the scary stuff at night. And as uh, Shmuel, whether Shlomo Melech ever came back to his uh, position. Mepharshim say that either he came back, but not to the same degree that he came back, or he did. That was a question. Maybe he only came back to somewhat of a, his kingdom. Anyway, and that is where we left off yesterday. And we'll take it from here.